Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome Kelly Taylor to Business Matters. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks for joining. Hi, Rob. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. So Kelly is the Vice President of Health, Fitness, and Aquatics at the YMCA of Okanagan. Um, there's a bunch of stuff we want to cover today, so let's just get started and get into it. So um, Kelly, start off. I would assume many might know the YMCA as a gym or a place of exercise, but there's so much more to it. And when you dive into the website, you you get to you learn really quickly. There's a lot. So maybe we can start. What, what makes you different from a typical other gym or another gym that you might find? What's the differences between? Yeah, I know that's what it's interesting because I could go on probably for hours. I could cover this whole thing in this one topic of conversation. Um, but the why is definitely more than a gym and swim. Of course, our aquatics facilities um, differentiate us from most others in, in the Okanagan area. But even just specifically from uh, a fitness center's perspective, we are a barrier-free uh, organization. So we really promote um, everyone of all shapes and sizes, demographic, demographics and race, of course. Um, and we just are a very, very welcoming environment. So uh, we really help people on their fitness journey. We offer uh, behavior change coaching. Um, so one-on-one -on -one sessions where people can come in and we really help them to change their behaviors around health. Um, so it's not just about coming in and, and working out. Um, it's really about how can I, how can the YMCA help you to have the best lifestyle moving forward in respect to their health journey, right? So, um, so there's, there's all those kinds of extra benefits when you come to the Y. Of course, we're a charity as well, um, which allows us to be barrier free and, and help the community in more ways than, um, you know, than, than other centers do, I guess. Um, and speaking just I'll really quickly, I'll touch on why the YMCA is different. Of course, we have employment programs, we have childcare, um, and a lot of those types of things, um, you know, happen within our centers and other centers um, outside of our bricks and mortar, as you will, as far as our, our facilities go. Um, and, um, you know, our community-based programs, we offer uh, so many different programs free to the community. Uh, we work with um, different funding partners to offer these programs. So the YMCA is a really broad organization. So when you become a member, you're a part of something that's um, a lot bigger in our community. So there's a, a few things to unpack there uh, uh, I want to talk about. So, you know, one thing that when I was thinking about sort of the why and what I know, um, one thing that comes to mind for me is, a, is you, you already mentioned sort of, is it, it's sort of, it's, it's known to sort of open to anyone, accessible. You use the word barrier free. Can you speak to that a little bit on sort of what, what makes it accessible? What makes it barrier free? <laughs> 
three. Can we speak around that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like I had said, um, the invitation um, to welcome everyone um, is really important to us. So first, I'll talk about financial assistance. So, um, you know, as a charitable organization, um, we do have the ability to offer financial assistance to people that can't afford otherwise. So um, we do have a, a, you know, a sliding scale that that is based on income. Um, So where somebody, a family can come in, an individual can come in, people with disabilities, um, that we have programs that are suitable for for all of those different um, people in whatever stage they're in, um, in respect to their financial situation, or maybe just their personal situation right now, maybe something's just happened in the last few months, and they just needed help for a short period of time, or people that, you know, unfortunately struggle um, long term and and need some more help that way. So that's our our main, you know, sort of from a barrier free um, perspective, we do, um, like I said, have that financial assistance. Um, The other thing that we do, and I believe it's really unique is we set up our centers um, in a way that really help to promote you know, people that maybe are intimidated or a little less, um, feel a little less comfortable in the center. So you'll find that when you first come into our centers, you see things like equipment that is suitable for everyone. We don't put the big, say, weightlifting type things where you're going to see that type of people right in the front and center. So we try to set up our facilities in a way that's really appealing and makes people feel comfortable. And then, of course, like I said, we have these um, one-on-one coaching sessions that are included um, with people's uh, memberships where they can build relationships. And that's one thing that we really uh, like to you know, pride ourselves on is, is the building of relationships through the front desk, into our fitness centers, into our pools, into our child and youth programs and things like that. So really, um, you know, it, it is about the relationship that's really important to help people to continue to come. Interesting. Um, you mentioned, you also mentioned in, uh, at the start is that the YMCA is a charity. Um, how, do you, how do you guys get involved in the community and where's, where's areas where you feel like you're making a difference? Like when it comes to the, like working with our charities or working within the community, where's some area? And then lastly, we'll, we'll kind of unpack a little bit as the program side as well, but let's mm-hmm. focus on sort of the community side right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, like I said, we have financial assistance. That would be a big one for health, fitness and aquatics um, from the charitable perspective. Um, We also, you know, from an organization perspective, we have programs such as Beyond the Bell. Uh, So Beyond the Bell is, um, you know, is offered in uh, a school right now on the West Side. And it is a program where it helps kids who may not have access to, um, you know, uh, resources for reading and writing and getting prepared for school. So then when they go to school, they're not ready for school, for example. Right. So right. they they help those kids, um, you know, in the community, uh, just be, become better equipped um, in order to continue their to be successful um, in school. So that is fully funded by our by our donors. Um, we also have our community based programs. So we offer programs like Why Mind, um, which is a um, you know, as a mental health resource where people can come and we have, we've had two streams in the past. So we have a youth program and then a young adult um, program um, that helps people, um, you know, just to unpack that, that, you know, we all, 
have different mental health issues and, you know, it's really supporting those communities. Um, we also have our jumpstart program, um, which, um, and our employment programs, which help to, um, facilitate, uh, youth in our community to be employment ready. So helping them be able to get back into the workforce if they've been in and now they can't get back in or for the first time, maybe learning all of the steps that then the tools that they need for, um, you know, for accessing, uh, for, you know, getting into the employment sector. So those are just a few of the things that that we offer. Um, we have family playtime programs in our centers, like in Kelowna Family Y, and we offer that in Penticton as well. Um, and um, so we are, um, we do have programs from, you know, from the south, we do have uh, childcare in the, in the South Okanagan as well. But uh, yeah, from a charitable perspective, those are just, uh, you know, a, a few of the of the programs that we offer. Just a few. Yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot there. Yeah, you also uh, there's a partnership you have with Interior Health as well around preventative health. Can you can you speak around that program and your partnership with Interior Health on that? Yeah, so we've had a really awesome working relationship with Interior Health for a number of years. We have actually um, we worked that with them on a, a couple of funded project. Uh, programs, I guess I should say, um, one being Nobody's Perfect, which is a, a parenting program for people who, um, for moms, basically, that have, um, you know, have have children, and they don't maybe necessarily, again, have the skills or resources to, to become a really awesome parent. Um, and then we've had prenatal wellness, wellness, which has been a program, again, for maybe um, moms at risk, and, you know, just tools and resources, again, where we welcome uh, pregnant moms and their significant others, or just on their own to come and learn about both that program, we offer exercise to um, uh, align and, and um, join in with the education portion of that. Um, now, as far as um, the other, sorry, what was the, we were talking about preventative, oh, preventative health. health. Yeah, sorry, health. sorry. Yeah, so interior health. So yes, yeah, so our preventative health programs, um, we actually have worked really closely with them in um, one of our programs called Breathe Well. So they used to have um, one of their uh, respiratory therapists come into our centers and actually help us deliver this program. So this would be people for people that have had um, respiratory issues like COPD, um, you know, and different um, comorbidities like that, um, where they maybe are feeling very vulnerable or fragile, because breathing is obviously a huge part. And when you exercise, that becomes really more challenging. So special exercises and working with this demographic. So interior health has really helped to train our staff, as well as support the program um, from that perspective. We also have another really super awesome program called Healthy Hips and Knees. Um, and Healthy Hips and Knees is a program where we help people pre and post surgery. So knee replacement or hip replacement, um, where we have worked really closely with interior health physiotherapists, as well as with um, uh, their doctors and clinicians in the SOC clinic um, to uh, help prepare these people for pre and post recovery as best as possible. Right. Um, and we've had so much success in that program that we've actually had people cancel their surgeries because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all wow. this exercise. I feel fantastic. I don't need a knee replacement anymore <laughs> because I'm not in pain, right? So it's really just preparing people, um, you know, and getting them, uh, again, set up for, for the best recovery and, um, you know, uh, going through surgery is obviously very difficult. Um, yeah, and then we have Healthy Hearts. Um, that's a program where we have, a, it's a cardiac rehab program. As uh, so we've worked with coach and, um, you know, just with different health practitioners, um, getting referrals in from that program. Um, and of course, our downtown wide 
Y location is actually located in the interior health building on Doyle Avenue. And so, um, you know, we have a great synergy there with, um, you know, just being in that building and um, being able to provide uh, resources as we can in, in respect to some of the clientele, right? So, yeah, so it's a really great partnership. We're really proud of that and um, really happy to be able to help bridge the gap between clinical and community in respect to healthcare. So how do you, um, I mean, there's, there's so many programs you've covered, like there's, there's so much you guys offer, like how, how, how big of a staff do you guys have? Like, uh, like how many people do you have employed to, to be able to deliver on this? Yeah, you know, pre-COVID, we had a lot more than we do now. Oh, Unfortunately, we've had to um, really scale back in some of our programs. And, and we did go virtual with a lot of our health programs because, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, that demographic was, of course, um, maybe a little bit more nervous to, yeah. to you know, um, go back into the centers and, and things like that. So, um, so, yeah, so, I mean, the YMCA has about 300 staff um, in health, fitness and aquatics. We have about 150, you know, we can get upwards of 200 at, at um, uh, you know, in our sort of peak, um, you know, when we have all of our jobs filled, um, you know, like everybody else, I think in our community and maybe across the country, we're struggling, we're in a, you know, in labor shortage. And um, unfortunately, it does um, pose some problems when we do have all these programs that we do offer included with memberships, so there's no additional cost for these members or for these programs. Um, and it really um, is tough sometimes when you don't have the, the people, but mm. our fitness teams are anywhere from, you know, 10 to 15 people on our staff teams, and our staff are really jack of all trades. So they really are, able to do a lot of um the different uh you know they're they're able to do coaching and right. lead health promotion programs and uh, lead group fitness classes and things like that so yeah you, you mentioned sort of you mentioned the south and you mentioned particular and stuff so how, how big of a geographic area do you guys cover when when we talk about uh, when I'm saying Volcanogan, like what, how far reaching are the facilities and programs? Yeah. So specifically for health, fitness and aquatics, all of our centers are in um, the Kelowna area. So okay. we have H2O fitness, um, adventure and fitness center, which is obviously in the mission um, area of Kelowna. We have the Kelowna family Y, which is located in the, in the Rut, uh, Rutland recreation park. And then yeah. we have our downtown Y location, which is okay. um, like I said, in interior health. Um, but we do offer childcare and community programs. Um, spanning from Lake Country down to Penticton. So um, we kind of gap in there, we go from Kelowna to Penticton. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, from the YMCA of Okanagan's perspective, we do cover, um, you know, a vast area, and we're looking to expand that into the future as well. So and if I have a membership at any of the Y's, can mm -hmm. I, can I, is it, can I go to a Y in Vancouver and use it or anywhere? Like, is, can you use it anywhere? Such a great question because it's complicated and I'll tell you why. <laughs> um, so yes, you can use your membership. If you have a YMCA membership, um, H2O, Clone Family Wire, Downtown Y, you can use that membership across Canada. So at any facility, you could use that anywhere. And honestly, it's international. Like I've used mine in San Diego or in California, yeah. um, things like that. I mean, you probably could use it in Australia or Europe right. or wherever, um, you know, it just depends on, on their locations, but really it's, um, it is a, almost a privilege to have a YMCA membership because it is so accessible and the reciprocity is pretty amazing because there's Ys across the world. Right. The reason it's complicated is because here in Kelowna, um, if you have a Kelowna Family Y membership 
or a downtown Y membership, you have reciprocity between those two centers. So if you're a downtown Y member, you can use Kelowna Family Y and vice versa. If you're an H2O member, unfortunately, you cannot use your membership at the downtown Y or Kelowna Family Y. We do offer a 25% discount. So that would be the same with Kelowna Family Y, downtown Y could access H2O for a 25% discount. So it's just a little bit complicated in our own city, but that we, we won't unpack that today. That's a very complicated uh, situation, but uh, yeah, so that's, that's how that works. Fair enough. Okay. You mentioned staffing uh, and obviously change over the last couple of years. Interesting. You said some of the programs went virtually. It, what's been like in, 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 you know, the last two years that we've been in this pandemic, like, what's been the biggest struggle for you? Like what, or for you guys, like what's been a, something that's really, I mean, is, is it staffing at the top of the list or delivering the programs virtually or all the above? Like what's been a struggle for you guys? Yeah. So I would say all of the above. And I would say to the biggest, um, for example, um, you know, our membership, uh, this is, you know, no secret. We had almost 18,000 members going into pre COVID and now we're sitting at almost 10. Uh, 10,000. So, you know, the amount of members that we lost, and it's not so much from a financial perspective. Um, it's more even that we know that our community now, there's people out there that are potentially suffering because they felt that they couldn't come to our centers. We were closed for three months during the pandemic right. and, you know, and things like that, right? So, you know, even just speaking on that, our centers have been you know, we've got all the checks and balances for, you know, all of the, the COVID protocols. And we've had really, really um, great feedback from WorkSafe as well as from Interior Health and just how we're doing um, to maintain right. those protocols. So, you know, our centers are very, um, you know, welcoming and, and, and safe and those types of things. But, you know, people have just changed maybe their, their habits around exercise. Maybe they're not doing it. Maybe they are doing it, things like that. So definitely getting people back into the centers and helping them along the way, um, of course, is, is been a challenge for us. Um, and then, I, uh, yes, staffing, um, of course, has been, um, you know, getting back to our, our staffing levels is, um, you know, has, has been a bit of a challenge. Um, and then just getting back up to our programming levels as well because without the staff we can't get to those programming levels without the resources things like that um so the the one thing that we're really and i probably should have touched on this earlier is what differentiates us is the fact that we uh have a lot of our programs are run by volunteers and so the the amount of volunteering that is available at the YMCA is just vast. So really, you could have skill sets of all kinds and you want to give back to a community. Um, we have a ton of opportunities. So you could pretty much pick what you what area you like. And, and I'm sure we would have something for you. Um, but, you know, from facility operations, like maybe you like fixing equipment or you're an electrician, right. all the way to maybe helping somebody with their finished journey or working at the front desk or in child and youth programs, that type of thing. So um, helping to get our volunteers back to a level as well will really help our community connect our community as well as, um, you know, with our resources and being able to, you know, do a little bit more. So we're definitely out there looking for volunteers as well. Yeah. And I think staffing is an issue we hear every week when I do this, right? Yeah. So it's definitely the whole workforce area is, is, is a difficult one for everyone, right? Especially for uh, charities and volunteers and like, it just makes it harder for you, like you said, to run your programs when there's nobody to run, run yeah. them. Yeah, right? exactly. So, um, I'm curious about, so your, your title is VP Health, Fitness and Aquatics. 
what what does what does the day to day look like for you? What does that role entail? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say I'm in a lot of meetings, and I usually have to. Every meeting seems to have a different topic, so it's <laughs> I, ha- I have to be from one yes. topic to the next to the next. But uh, yeah, I mean, really, my role is to oversee all three of the the health, fitness, and aquatic centers. So I have a team of five um, direct reports. So three center managers. So the managers at each of those three uh, facilities that we have that I mentioned earlier, as well as um, the association association lead for health initiatives also reports to me. So we have somebody that actually is dedicated to getting out there and and that sort of thing. And then our health, um, our health promotions manager, who again, it oversees all of our health promotions programs also reports to me that's a, that is an area that we have, um, again, from a differentiator perspective, that that we really work closely with people with health management or health, you know, from a health promotions and health management perspective, anybody that does have chronic disease, we're really focused on so, um, so those are, you know, two of, of my direct reports. But yeah, I mean, um, from my day to day, it's, a, it's a lot of, um, just, you know, making sure that we have the right things planned for the future, a lot of strategic initiatives. I'm, I do a lot of, um, you know, the strategies, budgeting, financial, uh, you know, analysis and, and, and things like that. So, and then of course, getting out and seeing my team and, and right. working, you know, really closely with my team to make sure that they have the supports that they need. How long have you been in the role in this role? In this role, um, I have been in this role almost two years. Um, I started in this particular role two months uh, pre-COVID. And all of my managers pretty much uh, started in their roles uh, about a week pre-COVID. So we had quite the ride, to (laughs) say the least, um, over the last 18 months. But uh, everyone has, um, you know, come out really strong. And I feel really good about how we're moving forward. And were you with the Y before you went into this role? What, what were you doing? Yeah, so I've uh, I'm on my eleventh year with the Y. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so I've had quite the ride myself with the Y. I started as a um, membership manager at the Kelowna okay. Family Y, um, and I've just uh, uh, grown from there, being in, in in lots of different roles. I had the opportunity to to open the downtown Y, which was was a really great mm-hmm. project, and um, getting that up and going. So yeah, so I've been super fortunate. I'm super grateful for all the opportunities that the Y has. Um, um, has given me and the, the learning and growth and, um, you know, for even anyone thinking about, um, you know, getting into a different career or even just starting out. Um, I think it's just such a great place um, because there's so many different opportunities. And like I was saying, like for volunteerism, it's the same as staff, the, the vast opportunities that you have in so many different areas um, is, is, is really awesome for an opportunity. So. So what attracted you to this industry? And, and I'm curious, like, yeah, like, was there something sort of in your younger years or what that, that kind of uh, had the path towards where you are today? Yes, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I actually was a, a high performance athlete when I was younger. And I just I loved being in um, just in recreation. It was just being involved in sports and I coached starting at 16 and I just have been very passionate about, um, fitness and, and exercise. And I've just always, I've anything that I could do, I, I, I did, you know, I got my hands into all sorts of different, uh, recreation activities. I went right. to school for recreation. So that was where my education was. And then I ended up in the private recreation sector. So I ended up actually in the golf industry for a long time. Oh, okay. So 
yeah, so I did that. And then, um, and then I just sort of, I had my own business for a while. And then the opportunity presented itself at the Y in, in a time that really helped me out in my, in my sort of personal life. And um, here I am 11 years later. So mm-hmm. I think um, to, for me to look at having the opportunities from all of the different perspectives. So like private recreation in a very um, profitable um, type of um, yeah, industry in in golf. And then, um, you know, having my own business and then moving into uh, an organization that is just all about the community and a charity. It's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been Mm -hmm. um, very interesting. And and like I said, very rewarding um, for these last, last 11 years for sure. So where was when you were uh, an athlete when you're where was home like where, where where did you grow up yeah I grew up in Langley um, okay. so just in the lower mainland and I was really fortunate to have traveled across the country playing ringette was my sport um, okay. yeah and so and then I coached that was the sport I coached I mean I played lots of other things but uh, that was the you know the sport that I played um, you know I, I, like I said across I played nationally so I got to travel a lot and um and things like that so my kids um you know have followed in my footsteps but my youngest daughter she's a high level soccer player so she actually lives in Vancouver and um yeah my and they both played you know and coach them I still coach my older daughter so it uh it's you know how I give back to the sport as well they gave me so much growing up as well so very cool. Um I I do have a couple more questions but we're we're going to take a little bit of a, a left turn and we're going to get yeah. a little bit more we're, we're just have a few questions that just kind of outside of sort of work and, and to get to know who you are so um what was your your very first job what was the very first job that you had and maybe as you're a high performing athlete you probably didn't maybe didn't work a lot when you were younger I find that a lot but what was your first paying job I guess yeah so I really have to say I had this really brief job I worked at a uh, at a swim shop in the W. Okay. pool in Langley. And we sold bathing suits and chocolate bars to the kids. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those sort of like yeah. off the side of the pool deck kind of yeah. store. It was very short lived, but I would say my real first job was I worked for my dad. Um, he owned a concrete company. So a ready mix okay. plant. Yeah. Um, and so I was his, um, I did all the books. Like I did the payables and receivables and all that kind of stuff. I started there when I was 14. So even wow. though I was, um, yeah, spending a lot of time playing sports and exercising and working out and keeping myself in my A game, I was still there every day. <laughs> it's just how we, it was just, you yeah, know, just what you had work ethic. Do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when you're not at work and where do we find you? Where's, where's the best way for you to spend, where is the best way for you to spend time away from work? Yeah, now uh, for me, I've just taken up mountain biking in the last couple of years. So anywhere outside in the mountains, whether it's hiking or biking or even walking, um, I just love being outside. And, you know, that's for me, that's sort of what, where I get solstice and, um, you know, sort of a break from my day to day. And then, like I said, my kids are a big part of, of um, my life, of course, and being both, again, like high performance athletes as well. So I'm traveling with them or I'm coaching them or just supporting them through their journeys. So if you were forced to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what's your go-to, what's your favorite food that you could eat? 
meal or like treat? Let's say either one. Let's either one that kept something came to mind, obviously. Well, the very first thing that comes to mind for me is ice cream and chocolate chip cookies. Perfect. <laughs> like, like I, I, yeah, could not live without ice cream and chocolate chip cookies. Although I'm going to have to stop because, you know, I think we all had our COVID indulgence. Yeah, yeah, right. So time right. to move on from that. That's hilarious. Um, when you were able to, maybe when you're an athlete, you traveled, is there a place that really stands out for you that you'd love to go back to? Is there anywhere you visited? You're like, man, I'd love to get back there. Prince Edward Island. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, we were there for nationals. Um, and so I got to see a bit of it, but when you're in, like you're in the rank a lot, so you see a lot right. of the arenas and not so much. We did it. We, it, it's a small Island. So we did get to, um, uh, you know, to travel around quite a bit, but what a like just being on the East coast is just so different and it's just beautiful. And so I would love to go back and just have a holiday and just enjoy um, what PEI has to offer. And I'd like to go at a time too, where I could get lobster. We went and everything was closed. So you have to go in the right time. That's interesting. Um, it sounds like you're super busy, so maybe you're not, but are you hooked on any, everyone I talked to, are you hooked on a Netflix series or a TV series or a podcast you can't get enough of? Is there anything that's got you like, hooked right now yeah so Yellowstone okay yeah that's probably <laughs> yeah so watching Yellowstone right now and um um and as far as I I am a big like when I walk I'm always listening to something mm-hmm. so okay. um I love Brene Brown's Dare to Lead podcast that's one of my go-tos um as well as Glennon Doyle Tim Ferriss those are sort of my I would say mm-hmm. my three like go-tos um and just love reading. Um, I'm reading Jim Quick's Limitless right now or listening to it, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I just do a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of professional development that way. So it kind of kills two birds with one stone. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And last question is if you were able to um, grab a cup of coffee with anybody famous, just get to mm-hmm. sit down for half hour and chat with him or her, who would it be? Who comes to mind? Brene Brown, for sure. Okay. Well, you yeah. have that yeah at the top of your list yeah yeah (laughs) for sure she's pretty awesome awesome Awesome. well thank you for playing along a couple more questions before i wrap up is is there anything you you mentioned a lot of programs and uh, already but is there anything any new programs or any events coming up that should we should be aware of anything sort of new Mm -hmm. in the next few months that we should be aware of well, right now we're actually running our move to give campaign. So technically or typically it's really promoted internally for our members. So um, it's our uh, big uh, time where we reach out to our members to say, you know, give back through donation. Right. right? So um, but what we in 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 order to do that and to help them is we say, OK, well, move during this event and then you give at the same time. Right. right. So um, so we're kind of just wrapping up, but we still have some events happening this weekend. We have our hundred by 100, I believe, or maybe that got pushed. One of them might be happening this weekend, but okay. we do have our what the duck race. So you can purchase a rubber ducky for $10 and uh, we're going to throw all the rubber duckies into our river at the H2O and um, the rubber duckies are going to go around the river and the first three, uh, the first three ducks, I think that cross the line, get a prize or maybe the first two and the, and then the last duck. um, (laughs) So anyway, yeah. So we still have some ducks available so you can purchase those um, at any of the three centers. Um, Probably even just call in if you wanted to, you wanted to donate. So 
that's a big thing that's happening right now. And then of course we have our child and youth winter camps. Um, if anyone needs any, um, you know, childcare or, um, you know, just want to get their kids when they're off of school, just want to get them out of their hair during the day, our camps are available for our winter camps for our child and youth programs. So, so those are just two couple of yeah, two things that are coming up, but, uh, yeah, we always have lots of fun things happening. So. Love it. And last question is, you know, you, you mentioned strategy and, and sort of it sounds like that's a focus, a big focus of your role is, you know, what's next? You know, what are the main priorities over the next 8, 12, 24 months? But what, what's coming up that are going to be main priorities for, for you and your team? Yeah, membership recovery is obviously a big one. So we're really looking at um, a lot of, uh, you know, different staff training and engagement and, um, you know, different ways of maybe delivering programs. Um, like I'd mentioned earlier, we have, um, we're looking at um, uh, Small Steps for Big Changes, which is a program that we partner with UBCO. Um, and we're looking at delivering um, that potentially as a health coaching program. So we're looking at bringing that in. Um, like I said, too, we're looking at expanding so getting out of our facility walls and potentially offering health programs um, or these health management programs in other communities so uh, getting people say maybe that don't have access to one of the centers in maybe West Kelowna or Summerland, Peachland, whatever, to be able to have access to these really awesome health programs. Um, so those are some of the things that, you know, that we're looking at um, over the next year. But uh, we, um, yeah, like I said, we always have something happening. And, um, you know, it's like I said, it's really just about building our community and making our community healthier and really helping people on their journey is, is what the why is all about. So um, it's really important to us to, to have a enduring community for a long time and, and helping people um, live the best life that they can. So. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to discuss the why and your journey as well. And um, there's so many awesome programs. Like we, you, we probably could talk for another half hour, but um, so, but people can go online. You can go online. The website's great. There's lots of good information on there. And it sounds like you can pop into one of the facilities or pick up the phone. If you're, if you want to buy a duck or you want to learn more about yeah. <laughs> So I think yeah. cool. So thank you to the you know to you and your team for the commitment to the community as well, and for spending some time with us this morning too. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having us, Rob, and uh, it's been a pleasure. So anytime. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, and to everyone else, uh, have a great rest of your day, and thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.